You're listening to WEHC 90.7, and this is Art Speaks, a production of the William King Museum of Art in Abingdon, Virginia. My name is Charlotte Torrance. I'm your host today, and this week we are back with Marcy Parks, a local artist and the organizer of the Bristol and Bloom Art Festival. Yay! Thanks you so much, Charlotte, for having me on today. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Um, We had such a great conversation in our last episode about your artwork. Um, So if you haven't heard that, I encourage you to uh, go back to our podcast archives um, and look into that episode. And in this one, we're going to talk about Bristol and Bloom. So I think my first question is, how would you describe Bristol and Bloom? What what is it? Okay, so um, Bristol and Bloom is... Bristol and Bloom Appalachian Regional Art Festival is an art festival I started to celebrate contemporary Appalachian art from Northwest or Northeast Tennessee, Southwest Virginia, Western Carolina, and Eastern Kentucky. Um, I really wanted to focus on this specific region and art from this region because we are just so densely packed with talent and nowhere for those artists and nowhere for that talent to really go to be seen. And so I started Bristol and Bloom because I just wanted to, again, create connection, connection between artists with other artists, connection between um, community members and artists, connection between community members with art, and really just start bringing more attention to the contemporary artists that are working in this area and what they're doing. So um, I had originally started it in 2019. It was supposed to happen in May of 2020. 2020 was what it was. <laughs> so, why, why didn't it happen? Yeah, <laughs> what happened that year? Uh, a lot, a lot yeah. did. And so it didn't end up happening until October of 2021. And it ended up, it was just, that was when it was, it was one of those things where it was like, that was when it was really meant to happen. Like we were meant to be a fall festival, not a mm-hmm. spring festival. And so... Now it um, is going to be taking place annually in October every year at Cumberland Square Park in Bristol, Virginia, um, downtown near State Street. Awesome. Yeah. So this year it is October 8th? Yes. Saturday, October 8th, Cumberland Square Park, downtown Bristol, Virginia, right across from the Bristol Hotel and the Country Music Museum. So everybody come be there. (laughs) So tell me about um, the inception before... The May of 2019 part of it. Yeah. Um, when you first got together and this idea came to you, was there something that inspired it? or And how did you first tackle it? Did you reach out to other artists or did mm-hmm. you just go, um, did you just girl boss it? <laughs> <laughs> that is a really funny story. So um, so I grew up in Bristol. Uh, we moved here. We moved around all over the southeast growing up. And then when I was 10, we moved here and we stayed. My mom's family has deep roots here, right? So my mom lives in her mom's house now. She passed in 2012, so my mom now has her house. Anyway, so I have deep roots here. And growing up here, I went to school with so many artists that I was just like in awe of their talent, right? Where I was just like, these people are, they were on a totally other level (laughs) and they were amazing. And um, as we got older, they all moved away. Because there, I mean, at the time, this was like early 2000s. I mean, Bristol was not what it was then. What it is now, it was not then, right? So it looked very different. Um, And there just weren't, there were zero opportunities for artists in this area. 
um, and they were all leaving. And I just remember, you know, growing up feeling so it was a lonely place to be an artist in Appalachia in this region because, you know, nobody there's no place for the artist to go. There's no art industry. Right. There's no there weren't any outlets for that to be expressed and and nobody really cared. Right. Um, and then watching all of my peers who I loved and admired and loved their work, see them moving elsewhere and taking their work elsewhere was just really heartbreaking. And so that's kind of, um, I guess, the history, right? And then 2016, I moved away briefly, came back because I just love this area. 2016, I actually started painting again. There was a, a gap in my I guess, artistic resume <laughs> when I was in college where I was not painting at all or creating at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 2016 was when I started painting again. And again, same thing. It's just like, okay, I'm creating this work, but where do I take it if I want it to be seen? And there weren't those opportunities. And 2019 was when I started trying to get into like festivals and markets. And early in 2019, I participated in what I would consider to be a predatory market. Um, And I'm not going to name it or anything else, but it was just like the the entry fee was super expensive. There were over 40 artists there. And when we all showed up, the person putting on the market had done zero marketing for it. And so – there was hardly anybody that ended up showing up. It ended up just being a person wanting to make money off of the artists and not actually interested in helping the artists to make money, right? And Mm -hmm. so I just, um, in the last week's episode, I mentioned being Um, (laughs) rage-filled. And that, that moment, I was. I was just so mad because, again, in this area, there are so few opportunities, and then the few opportunities that there were were just predatory and not actually there to benefit the artists. And so I walked out of that market cussing and just saying, like, I'm going to start my own and I'm going to start my own festival. This is what it's going to be. It's going to be all about the artists, whatever. And just like and that was it. I just immediately started, you know, reaching out to people, sharing what I was trying to do. And from there I mean, it's been, it was just, you know, the ball just started rolling. Like I started reaching out to people, sharing my idea, sharing my mission, getting sponsors. People were actually like, hey, this is a great idea. Let's put some money behind it. And I was like, yeah, okay, great. And um, it connected me to all of the artists in this region that I I love and, you know, some of which that I talked about in last week's episode. Um, It's just been such a, and for that alone, it's been worth it. For me, like just getting to connect to the artists that I have and make the bonds and the friendships and the relationships that I have, that alone has made it worth it. And then to also be that bridge and connecting those artists with other artists and being like, hey, you two should collaborate. Hey, you two would might want to meet. And mm-hmm. and seeing those relationships form has just been what's been worth it um, and worth doing it. So that's really what was pushing it was loneliness and rage (laughs) and just a desire to to um I guess just at the like a point of just being exasperated with you know hiding 
and just being tired of hiding and tired of seeing so many talented people also hiding and just being like, no, you people need to pay attention to what you're doing because it's important and it's beautiful and we need to show people this. And so just wanting to spotlight that um, and spotlight all the people that, like I said, that I've grown to love and know and really cherish and value deeply. I just love that. <laughs> Loneliness and rage is how you get things done. I don't recommend it, but it is very motivating. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes we need that that fire for the phoenix to emerge. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So how long does it take to plan an art market? Oh, gosh. So for, um, I mean, I would say for normal people, they could probably do it in three months. For me, um, because I'm so type A, it takes at least a year. Like usually as soon as the first, as soon as Bristol and Bloom was done in 2021, I gave myself two weeks because my therapist said I really needed to chill. And the longest I could chill was two weeks. And, um, and then I was immediately, you know, sending out the emails that I needed to coordinate the, all the moving parts and just making sure that our date was on the calendar. We had the park reserved, start contacting whoever I needed to contact in order to get the ball rolling again. Um, so for me, and, and, you know, if people have like a committee behind them, they probably can do it a lot faster and a lot easier. But for me, you know, it's really just me that's doing it. So it's like, I try to start as soon as possible so that I have plenty of time to get all my ducks in a row. Um, I do have friends that I lean on, you know, for certain things like Summer Apostle. I don't know if you know her. She used to host Art Talks radio show here. Um, Summer is our our um, Art Talk host at the festival. And so I work with her to coordinate the speakers and get that lined up. And she does hosts those conversations at Cumberland Square Park on the day of. And then Richard Graves is another friend that and artist who I lean on with helping with the festival map. Um, he's given me some, plenty of Procreate tutorials on the iPad to help me out with that. So, um, yeah, so I have people that I, I kind of draw in to help out. Um, Brian Surway, another artist, he helps a lot with the marketing, and that's awesome. Love him for that. And so, you know, there are people that I lean on for those things, but otherwise, like the fundraising, the organizing, the planning, all of it, um, I just try to get started as soon as possible so that I, you know, also because I'm juggling my art and momming and all the other and my full time job on the on the other hands, too. So just getting it started as soon as possible and giving myself as much time as possible helps keep my anxiety at bay. <laughs> I would have assumed like one full time person or a committee of part time people would take like eight months. OK, to do <laughs> yeah. something like that. Yeah. So honestly, that's it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a whole lot. So. What is the Bristol and Bloom experience? So I, my hope is I want it to feel like, for the artists, I always want it to feel like a party and a reunion. Mm -hmm. Like I want it to be like, this is a thing we do annually so we can come and see our friends, we can hang out, we can connect, we can learn from each other. Like for me, for the artists, I want it to feel like that, like something they they look forward to something that they feel like is a celebration because it's really a celebration of them. And so I want it to feel like it's a party for them. Um, For community members that are coming to engage in it, I want them to have that same party sense and it feel like 
it's it's very festive and fun, right? And so I want them to come, one, for the party, but also to learn and connect with other artists and to learn from other artists. And so so at the event, we've got um, there are art demonstrations, art activities, so interactive installations. William King is going to be doing an interactive art um, art activity. Mm-hmm. So it's um, I want people to come to experience art and to create art and to engage with art, but also to be you know part of the celebration and to join in the party. And so I try to plan as many things. Interactive art is something that I also really love. And really love to um, also create, and so I, I try to always plan at least at least one new interactive exhibit for the art festival every year. So last year I did the Williams Wall installation, which was inspired by a book by Charles Williams. If you've never read it, it's called Descent into Hell. Um, so <laughs> sounds, <nice>. sounds great. <laughs> but it's actually a really beautiful book. And in this um, one chapter, he talks about the doctrine of substituted love. And it's this, it's, it's actually a very Christian principle um, about carrying each other's burdens. And so in this book, this woman, I forget her name because it's it been forever since I actually read it. Um, She's like plagued by her doppelganger. So if you don't know what a doppelganger is, it's like this German concept where there is another you in the world. And when you meet your other you, one of you is supposed to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she keeps witnessing her doppelganger and she is terrified of meeting herself. And so she's always avoiding it. And this man named Peter is um, comes into her life and he's a poet and he's working on this play they're doing um, like a stage production of one of his poems and so he's and she's an actress in the play or you know part of it and so he's meeting with her and she's sharing this deep fear and he's like well let me carry that fear for you and so he was like describe it to me what do you feel what do you experience and then he's like now trust that i'm feeling that for you anytime that you feel that and so um she is like on her way home she's about to meet like run into her doppelganger because it's always like when she's walking towards her house and she runs inside and she calls him and she tells him and he's like okay trust that i'm carrying this for you so you don't have to and then she goes and she meets her doppelganger and it's this really beautiful experience and i'm not going to spoil the book for anybody but um So William's Wall was an installation that I created kind of inspired by that concept of carrying each other's burdens. And so 2021, right, we're coming out of the pandemic and I'm sure there, you know, everybody, I think I can speak for everybody saying we all were carrying a lot (laughs) through that time. And so um, the installation was just for, it was an opportunity for people, they were invited to write down all of their fears, all their concerns, all their burdens and just leave them on the wall and trust that these wooden walls were there to carry that. And they were wo- they were wood walls. They're really sturdy and really well built. And so it was a way for people to just drop everything there and trust that these walls were going to support them so that they could then walk into the festival and engage and be, you know, lighter and engaging with this work and um, hopefully a playful experience. And so that was last year. Um, I will have Williams Wall again available at the event this year, as well as I'm planning a butterfly garden installation. So that's all I'm going to allude to that. You'll have to come to see it. 
And um, that's something else that's going to be part of it. But I just want it to be, um, I want it to be very much like a party for everybody. So this event is so much more than just an open air art market. Yes, absolutely. There's a stage going the entire time. Yes. There's live art demonstrations. So there's William's Wall. There's this new collaborative project we'll yes. to participate in that we don't that we have to wait and see yeah um and yeah the william king museum of art um is going to have an interactive uh art project yes a take and make um, yeah it is printmaking it's really simple we have um printing blocks already made and we're going to show you how to ink um and print them so it's really simple and it's really accessible activity. You can be a kid, you can be an adult, you can be a perfect person who's differently abled and do this, and you can take this print with you as an art object. So you can leave with a piece of art no matter what. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm super excited about what you all are bringing this year. Yeah, I, I am too. I think it's it was hard to get to a point where we had a really good kind of take and make tabletop art activity that was like available for everybody that was like accessing like teaching real artistic techniques but mm -hmm. also not impossibly messy or complicated yes. or long or or all those all those things so i'm 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 happy with that one um we we bring that now to to multiple events but we have different blocks so you can see us at multiple events cool. and still get different prints yeah super cool um and i think amy's um Preschool. I don't know. Yes, Miss yeah. Amy's. Miss Amy's yeah. has, has an interactive project as well focused for on children. Yes. yes. Yeah. We try I try to have um, lots of kids' activities mm -hmm. um, and things that are kid friendly, but that adults can also engage with and mm -hmm. enjoy. So Miss Amy's will be there. Um, she Miss Amy's is so great. Mm -hmm. um, I am a Miss Amy's believer. <laughs> and so if you if you have kids, um, definitely want to stop by Miss Amy's tent. Um, definitely want to stop by your all's tent. Mm -hmm. And then um, Lauren Hauser of Top Stitch Studios, she's also planning like a take and make sort of sewing table um, to teach people basic sewing techniques and embroidery techniques. And she's also a clothes maker and fiber artist. So that'll be really cool. Um, the Girl Scouts of the Appalachian region, they have an art project also planned for kids and families to engage with. Um, and Carrie Tester of Blooming Artworks, she's going to be doing an art demonstration of um, acrylic paint pouring. So if anybody's interested in that, there's lots of TikTok videos, but you'll actually get to see it in person. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and there will be art talks hosted by Summer Apostle and Jason Flack of Johnson City, um, Jocelyn Matthews, Raina DeArmond of Round the Mountain will be participating. Richard Graves will be participating. And so there will be a lot of ways for people to engage with art physically on a physical level and create their own projects and be part of that artistic process. And then there will be speakers for people to connect with and hear their stories and even learn from. So, um, oh, and Dan Scott of Artistic Kindling, he does uh, marquetry, which is like quilting with wood, Ooh. basically. And so he um, will also be doing some demonstrations throughout the day. Um so, wow, Marcy, there's so much to go. There's so much you can just go and take and make off the bat. How much does it cost to go to this event? So it's totally free. Good what? question, Charlotte. <laughs> Thank you for asking that. So it's totally free to the public. Absolutely no cost 
Um, fun should be free. So <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it'll be lots of free fun for everybody mm-hmm. who wants to come out and just see what – I mean, this region is so dense with talent. Mm-hmm. And I remember – like being asked by multiple people last year, like who traveled the farthest to be here? And I was like, maybe Greenville. <laughs> like yeah. it's, they're all, you know, within an hour's drive, it's not far at all. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, this year, last year we had 45 artists participating. This year we're up to 67. Mm-hmm. So that's wow. really exciting. Yeah. Um, there will be food trucks. That's important for people. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm super excited about the food trucks we have. We have the Pakalachin food truck, which is my number one favorite food truck. If you don't know the Pakalachin food truck, let me just tell you, they're amazing. It's Pakistani and Appalachian fusion. They have this one dish called creamy down south, which is curried chicken over mashed potatoes. Enough said, come eat. (laughs) Bristol Berry Bowls is another food truck. Um, Mary and Dakota, the owners, they're good friends of ours. Um, they're doing acai and superfood bowls, and they are a big hit. Their truck is beautiful. Definitely want to come and check them out also. I think sometimes when just having the Pakalachin food truck uh, ups the attendance numbers. Yeah, right. yeah definitely. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. This is also um, exciting. I, it's crazy to hear there's going to be 67 artists. I think what I wanted to remind people, too, is this is a free event. Come to Cumberland Square Park um, mm-hmm. on Saturday October 8th from 10 to 6? Yes, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. From 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Um, bring your kids, bring your family. Bring um, your dogs. Bring I always dogs. love seeing dogs at festivals. Bring, Please bring your dogs. Bring your puppies. Um, and also, even though this is free, I would say probably you want to bring cash on hand. Definitely. Yeah, because there's 67 artists there, and you might just discover something new that you absolutely love. Yes. Um, and yeah. it's going to be worth it to be prepared to take something home. Yeah. yeah. And even if you don't have cash, a lot of artists come prepared with card readers. So as long as you have money to spend yeah. on the artists, definitely want to plan for that. But it's, I mean, really, again, the, the talent that we have in this region and the talent that's going to be at Bristol and Bloom is massive and it's and we have four acres of a park a beautiful park in downtown Bristol to spread out over and so even just to come and be outside and maybe see Cumberland Square Park if it if you haven't been there before and it's your first time it's a beautiful park and and in October of 2021 it was gorgeous to be there because the leaves were just raining down and it was so dreamy and romantic so um for that alone it's worth that experience I actually I forgot that question I was going to ask you what kind of trees they were because I remember that it was like cherry blossoms falling and like a Japanese it was like these orange leaves the whole time yes it was so beautiful I don't know about the trees that's a really good question Mm -hmm. I know the leaves were like smaller so it wasn't like these big heavy leaves they Mm -hmm. were they were small and it was they were very delicate and it was just like this beautiful rain of leaves coming down and that was gorgeous um but I'll have to find out about those trees. Yeah, yeah. I've never. I actually have no idea what trees they are, but yeah. they're, they're mystical. It's yeah, a <laughs> yeah. Place yeah. That you step into. Yeah, and yeah. there and yeah, the the Cumberland Square Park has a huge stage. Actually, if you've ever been to Rhythm and Roots, you've probably been to Cumberland Square Park. Um, it's one of the main stages at the event at the festival whenever they have it, and so we're really fortunate to be able to use utilize that space and. And that was another reason for me when planning Bristol and Bloom, I really wanted to feature that that space because it is beautiful and it is it's right there in downtown. So 
Yeah, you can walk to State Street. Yes. From there. Yeah. So there's so much fun to be had. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today, um, Marcy Parks. Yeah. Um, please look up Bristol and Bloom. Follow Bristol and Bloom um, Bib Fest on Instagram. Uh, Bristol and Bloom Art Fest on Instagram. Bristol and Bloom Art Festival on Facebook. You can go to our website at www.bristolandbloom.com and check out um, there. There's a list of the 2022 participating artists. So you can even get a, a preview of artists to see and um, you can go ahead all their links are there so you can shop all their stuff ahead of time and check out stuff that you like and maybe even connect with them on social media as well yeah you can find all these artists on social media um, you can look up Marcy Parks and yeah. her artwork on social media and her upcoming her story um, exhibition yes. and collection definitely check that out <laughs> and check out the William King Museum of Art which is also always free seven days a week nice so free artistic fun to be had um, this fall. Yes. Um, thank you for listening today. This is WEHC 90.7 and you've been listening to Art Speaks.